Hey, welcome to episode 35 of Amateur Bartending for Immature People. I'm Shannon. And I'm Greg. And this is the podcast where we're talking, thinking, making and drinking some <laughs> delicious, delicious cocktails here this uh, this fine day here. Yeah, we are. And these are going to be really delicious, aren't they, Shannon? Yeah, that's right. We are going to uh, explore our tiki culture. We're going down the tiki <laughs> path. That's to right. To the tiki, to the tiki room, I suppose, right? Yeah, the tiki room. You know, like the one Disneyland. Uh, <laughs> Disneyland. You had the like the water uh, hose spraying on the window. Oh, to, to seem like a hurricane. To seem like a yeah, like a. With a bunch of really super <laughs> dust covered birds in yeah. that one room when they move and dust comes off of them and yeah, kids pretty, are kids are screaming. Yeah, pretty much that. Um, I think that's every tiki bar I've ever been to, <laughs> minus the children. So, d- so super <laughs> dusty and a little creepy, and then. No kids screaming though. Yeah, that's a that's a je ne sais quoi of, of a tiki culture right there. <laughs> Massive amounts of dust. But today, um, but today we're gonna we're we're going to kind of uh, we we'll more break through that mold and yeah. just bring a couple delicious delicious drinks for you to make. So yeah, and I think uh, most people probably think when they hear tiki drinks that uh, fruit juices. Uh huh. Right. Yep. Um, rum. Yep. Yes, um, and I think that's generally where people stop. Right, and but, maybe a tall glass with something weird stuck in it. Oh you know, yeah, maybe a big pink straw or something, or maybe uh, linked up cherries and yeah. You need a lot of garnishes and some garnishes too. Drink. Yeah, sure, yeah, to make it look uh, cool. I mean, it's supposed to. I know it's like part of the culture. Like you should oh. have like as many umbrellas as you can fit in there, and as many as many pieces of fruit. That, pieces of fruit. Yeah, it's like the it's like the Bloody Mary of uh, rum and fruit juices. Oh well, right? that's a good. That's a good. <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah, you know, where you just have as much salad in there as possible. Got all your junk in there, sure. Um. So yeah, and that's that's a thing. That's part of the tiki culture. Do Do we know where any of this started? I do actually, and I am going to source right now, Wikipedia. Aha. Uh-huh. The free encyclopedia. The free encyclopedia. Um, because I didn't want to get this wrong, so I do have information, but I'm going to be uh, reading a little bit of it to you from there. So if you want to know more, go to Wikipedia. Never a bad idea. So um, as you know, tiki culture, we just talked about it. It's uh, mostly a lot of like decoration of bars and restaurants. That... Somewhat Polynesian influenced? Yeah, or is this like a Pacific. total like stealing of a culture item here i don't know uh, well, I appropriation don't know. i think it's um i like to think that it's people celebration longing to travel there and so they're trying ah, to like recreate okay. their experience in the only way that they know how which is kitschy right. and full of rum kind of over the top yeah kind <laughs> but of like you, i mean i kind of li- kind of like me i say that like i don't like it but i do i say all these things with affection because i yeah. do think it's That's fun right. it's got the you know you got like the mock tiki carvings and mm-hmm, all mm-hmm. the grass skirts, the trappings, and, the trappings of the tiki. Yeah, and it's I don't look. know. Um, for a long time, it fell out of popularity. So did, after yeah. like the '60s and '70s, it fell out of popularity, and then um, they're kind of crediting uh, like this resurgence of cocktail culture of people exploring that. And now I know, yeah, like here in Seattle, absolutely. there's several um, very tiki, straight up tiki places, yeah, bars, yep. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and usually you can get, you know, I think tiki drinks too, for the most part too, are generally a little more approachable for most, kind of mm-hmm. maybe maybe not the professional level. Well, no, <laughs> I, I would say, I, well. You know, they're more they're more sweet, they're more approachable, they're, yes. you know, more of like super flavorful, kind of the sneaky type idea where it's like, 
hey, you're having a good time. All of a sudden, you drank three of these things, and now you're <laughs> on your head. Yeah. And I think these are like the antithesis of um, like a straight up martini or, yeah, yeah, I mean, is, it's on purpose, right? Like It, it is on purpose yeah. to be a little and something different. It's fun. And you know, we're, uh, we're on the brink of June, so mm-hmm. we're on the mm-hmm. cusp of summer right now. Even though it's pouring down rain right now. Right now, but like the tiki room, maybe, how do you know it's not just a hose spraying on the studio window? I, yeah. looked, I looked outside. Yeah. <laughs> it's pouring down rain. But who knows? Maybe there. this is like the monsoon before the beautiful... Weather comes That's out. right. We'll so um, anyway, so let's talk a little bit about tiki culture and how it started. But yeah, like I said, um, most people will think about rum when they think about tiki drinks. Absolutely. That is not necessarily s- completely 100% true. So Say it ain't so. I, um, but we do have two drinks for you guys today. And the first one does have rum in it. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Kind of keep you on that, uh, keep you on the correct path to start out with. It's really good. So I think we should start with making a drink right, and then we can kind of talk about tiki stuff. Let me get some stuff together here. I think we got most of the stuff poured out. That's right. So the um, one of the drinks that we're going to make today, and I'll talk about the origin and stuff later, but it is uh, a traditional tiki cocktail and it's okay. called the Jungle Bird. Jungle Bird. And it's super good. I think we've seen this recipe in several different places, and uh-huh. we've actually—I think we—it's a classic had, tiki. We have ordered it places too. We've had this. I mean, it's it's, it's pretty straightforward tiki yeah. drink. So we're gonna do, uh, I believe, ice in. We're gonna. We're, this is gonna be a mixing glass, guys. Yeah, we're gonna do ice in a mixing glass. So on that, this one, kind of that very heavy bottomed glass vessel that you can. Uh, it doesn't tip over when you stir in it. That's that's the important elements of a, a good stirring. And our actual glass, glass that we're gonna pour into um, the tiki drinks. Mostly that I've seen, they all have ice in them. Yeah. Just and, FYI. And, and these ones will fit into a double rocks. Yeah, right. So we um, double rocks glasses, we're going to put ice in our glasses yeah. and get ready for pouring this in there because it won't take very long to make. Mm-mm. So, all right, here it is. Here's what we're doing. This is a, a rum-based recipe. We're okay. going to do one and a half ounces of dark rum. Okay. And, this, and we use the Kraken Spice. We're using the Kraken Spice Rum. Which is really good. So one and a half. great. Ounces is going in there. Okay, there it's in. Okay. And then we're going to do uh, three quarters of an ounce of Campari. All right, let me get the... Uh, this gives this drink a really nice color and a yeah. little bit of bitterness to balance out the sweetness of all the juices we're going to put in here. And again, so. I'm using that uh, real delineated measuring vessel here to make get everything mm-hmm. right. I think even with these sweet drinks, I think it's important too because... You don't want to overdo it with something that's going to make it too cloyingly sweet, mm-hmm. or one of the other like. Uh, I almost think it's more important than these because to because get that balance because mm-hmm. you got to get a balance. Now it's going to lean to the sweet side, yeah, and it's going to lean to the sweet side. So you really you kind of have to have your balance right. So anyway, yeah. I digress. The uh, uh, Campari, the Campari is going in. Yes. Then you're going to do a half an ounce of agave syrup is what we used. Okay. Now, you could use a simple syrup or a demerara, demerara, demerara. <laughs> syrup. <laughs> but um, we use agave syrup, and I really like that. We've been using it a lot lately. Um, Just subbing and, it out. Yeah, in like um, anything that margaritas for... and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So it's really nice. It's, it's fuller flavor. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's in there. So a half an ounce of that. Then we're going to do one and a half ounces of fresh pineapple juice. I think we have that in this container right here. Okay, there it is. Greg, do you want to talk it's about your, your little tip that you yeah, had to, today? So we were uh, we had some cut pineapple from the store just, you know, in a plastic container that we picked up. And of course, we poured the juice off from that and uh, 
to make one of these, and there wasn't quite enough for the next one. So in my lemon squeezer, I just threw two pieces of pineapple in there. Mm-hmm. Man, you'd be surprised how much juice you get out of that. Yeah. We, I got the rest of it for the other drink, almost, you know. Yeah, it was great. An ounce and a half. So. It was really smart. It was a good idea. Yeah, worked good. And so, you can eat the pineapple afterwards. That's right. So um, anyway, you did one and a half ounces of pineapple juice mm-hmm. and then a half an ounce of freshly squeezed lime juice. Yeah, I think that's this. Is this, this Here, this is the lime juice in this container. Here we go. Okay, good. It is in there. All right, now stir it up. Stir that. You do that. I'm going to start on my fruits. I think. uh, Okay. um, In the picture, I only just had a piece of pineapple, which worked great. But Mm -hmm. if you want, you can do whatever you want. Um, I did it on like a little bamboo skewer. Mm -hmm. Um, So I'm going to pour that over the rocks. You want to add some edible flowers, or I don't know. Oh, that would look pretty. Yeah. Yeah, It's fine. Just don't. Depends on what you got. Mm -hmm. Some grapes and. Some cherries and what mm. what whatnot, but I just have pineapple. It looks fine and tastes delicious. So. All, right, all right, well here we are. You want to okay. give it a shot? Jungle Bird. The Jungle Bird. It kind of right. has a nice color. It kind of is a. Uh, it's kind of a pinkish. Yeah, like a pinkish yellow. Yeah, it looks Cheers. really nice. Cheers. Have a sip of this. There you go. Have a sip of that thing. Oh, it looks good. It's so good. I. I like how the Campari, like I said, it's uh, the Campari has a little bit of bitterness, but you still get the sweetness of the fruit juices and everything through there. Oh, yeah, it's a good balance. Yeah, oh, you could just sit and suck those down, I think. The Campari, <laughs> I think, where the Campari to me comes in, the taste does, it kind of sets right there in between the uh, acid of the fruit juices mm-hmm. and the super sweetness of that kind of uh, the... the uh, Agave syrup. Yeah. So it kind of sits between those two for me. That's where it's really good. Yeah. And having the pineapple uh, chunk on the rim of the glass is really nice when you go to sip Mm -hmm. it because it it gives you like a. Yeah. yeah, It's nice. Yeah. It's really good. That's, and of course, you know, uh, stirred with ice and then poured over ice. It's nice and cold. And it's just a perfect sipper. Yeah. Good for a summer day out in the yard. Takes you to that dusty animatronic (laughs) bird land. (laughs) At the tiki 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 room. Exactly. At the tiki 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 room. <laughs> no, that's delicious. So, so, yeah, we kind of digressed this. So yeah, we're, we're, we didn't. We jump I in? mean, we had oh, to okay. have something to wet our whistle so that I could, yeah. so I could talk about it. Um, yeah. Uh, okay. So, the tiki culture. Um, what, how this kind of happened here in the United States mm-hmm. was that um, at the end of Prohibition, so around 1933, okay. there was a restaurant bar and it was a polynesian themed bar um that was opened in hollywood california okay so far it's all on target yeah and the name of this place was don's beachcomber now if you the interesting the owner was ernest gaunt and he was from texas and new orleans and he had done some rum running with his dad Uh during prohibition and he claimed to have sailed throughout a lot of the pacific ocean and so he started this restaurant, and it was um, featuring, like, Cantonese cuisine and a lot of exotic rum cocktails and punch drinks. Interesting. And a lot of the tiki drinks are based on punch drink that, formulas, That makes sense. Yeah, that makes, yeah. that makes sense. Kind of the fruit juice and whatever else, and a little bit of, well, rum, because that's what they had. So he had um, decorated this restaurant, his, his new restaurant, mm-hmm. with flaming torches. Tan furniture, mm-hmm. flower lays, 
and brightly colored fabrics that look like imagery out of popular movies that were helping to fuel the desires of the average Americans who wanted to travel in the Pacific Ocean. Ha-ha. Right? And then, because there was uh, a lot of movies around that time in Hollywood, coming out from Hollywood um, about that area of the world. Absolutely. And so when he started this, um, it became really popular, this restaurant in Hollywood. And eventually, um, Ernest Gaunt had legally changed his name to Don Beach. Oh, just so he could. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Like his restaurant. That makes sense. So, um, yeah. So that was like the very first tiki restaurant in the U.S. Interesting. It's fun. On Wikipedia, they actually have a picture of his restaurant menu cover. Oh, that's cool. Is it totally tiki it's out? Like, yeah, and it's like a little map, and uh, it's, it's pretty cool. That's cool. Uh, take a look if you want. It's pretty fun. And then, um, so then, in, he was open for a couple of years. Um, it was getting some traction. And then mm-hmm. a, this restaurant owner in Oakland came down to Hollywood, and he wanted to um, go to this Don the Beachcomber restaurant. And his name was Victor Bergeron. Ah, maybe Trader Vic guy. <laughs> and it's, um, here's what he stated in his biography, Victor. We went to a place in the South Seas, and then we even visited Don the Beachcomber in Hollywood. In fact, I even bought some stuff from Don the Beachcomber. When I got back to Oakland, I told my wife what I'd seen, and we agreed to change the name of our restaurant and our decor. And the renamed restaurant, as well as his nickname, became Vic- Trader Vic's. There you go. So, um, that's that, and hence became Trader Vic's. And he also adopted a new persona in a manner to imitate Beach's theatrics. And he really, yeah, and, and to further perpetrate the illusion of Hollywood, telling people that the wooden leg he lost to tuberculosis and had in fact been the result of being bitten by a shark. Oh my god, <laughs> what an interesting dude! So then, you know, and this whole like. Those were the first two restaurants. There's actually, um, I can't find it, but I saw it in another article. Mm-hmm. Um, there was like two others that opened right immediately after uh, that. Trying to catch and on with the- Trader Vic's owned, I think it was Trader Vic's, owned the Outrigger here in Seattle, which was one of the really? initial tiki, you know, that was like his first chain, huh. essentially. That's interesting. Um, yeah, so, you know, in the 50s. So this was like 30, 33 through 36 is when those two started. Oh, wow. And then um, when people, you know, and it was catching on, you know, there was more and more of them happening. Mm-hmm. And uh, then when people went to World War II, and a lot of people spent time in the South Pacific. Yes, they did. The kind of um, exposure and the popularity of the South Pacific kind of staged like a bigger Awareness, kind of a comeback. Or well, it's just or kind of a, like more awareness, awareness. Yeah. Awareness, yeah. And so, um, in and even like Don Beach, um, was a World War II veteran, and uh-huh. uh, he created some drinks for that. Um, one was called Three Dots in a Dash cocktail, which mm. is Morse code for victory. Oh, cool. Um, so there was a lot of things that happened during that time. That's cool. They helped kind of inspire more awareness of this, and then um, when Thor Heyerdahl. Kontiki expedition which mm-hmm, do you know mm-hmm. what that is I where do. he like sailed across the I think he made like their original boat and sailed yeah, across the Pacific Ocean yep. um, that made it even more popular so there was and I think that's about the time where they started to make the tiki cups um, oh cool right <laughs> 
So, I mean, it's this kind of interesting history. There's a lot to it if you're interested. But it's that whole time in, like, the late 40s, um, 1948, like, Tales of the South Pacific and the musical South Pacific, um, you know, the Thor Heyerdahl thing, just all this, like, it became, like, this mid-century icon or explosion of tiki culture, you know. So that's really where that took roots and uh, and became more popular. That's pretty cool. So, so then imagine a slew of drinks got formed at that time, too. Uh, tons, tons of drinks. So some of the more popular tiki cocktails um, that will sound familiar to mm-hmm. you would be the zombie. Right, sure. You know, um, the Mai Tai, mm-hmm. which I think we might feature on a future episode because the Mai Tais are really good. Yeah. Um, this jungle, jungle bird. Jungle bird. And, you know, and a ton a ton of other stuff, Singapore slings and corpse revivers. Yeah. Um, another thing with Don Beach and with Trader Vic's, they were both very good at creating cocktails and also very good at naming them. Sure. That, I mean, so, that's half the battle is putting a good name to it. So some of their best, I mean, they really have some of the best names in the cocktail business <laughs> for, for their drinks, <laughs> like the Fog Cutter. Ah, the Fog Cutter. <laughs> Blow My Skull. Uh-oh. There's one called the Deaky Deaky. The Deaky Deaky? Interesting. Um, it was just like a lot of previous cocktails with strange names. Um, Dr. Funk. Interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's fun. Anyway, there's so many. There's there's a ton. Um, there's also a... Well, I was going to do this for an episode two, but I'll just... I'll, I'll precursor it. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the... There's like a set of these cocktails. One's called like... The Dirty Bastard, The Suffering Bastard, and there's one other. And I was going to do that as one of oh, our episodes. interesting. That'd be fun. So, yeah. So, anyway, stay tuned on that. Stay but that's tuned another. <laughs> for the three choice uh, bastards. just like all the bastards. are funny to me. Um, so, we'll, we'll come back to that at some point. Um, and, you know, like Tiki Fashion was came in during that same time. Um, it was really this mid-century uh, explosion. People so, just got into it. Yeah, so the things that if you, uh, I want to get some tiki mugs. I was looking around before I know we did this, t- but it's tough to get the classic ones. It is, but also the other thing is for taking pictures on Instagram, you can't see the color of the drinks through them. Sure. Which yeah. maybe is good. I mean, I've had some. I don't want to know what color it is. Yeah, but, absolutely. Um, <laughs> but for ours, I want you guys to know that you made it correctly, so I put it in glass. Yeah. But, um, but there's a lot of really fun, fun glasses in you. You or you could just hollow out your coconut or your pineapple. And, there you go. Pour it in there. There you go. So, yeah, tiki, tiki stuff. Pretty fun. It's kind of an interesting time. It's a weird time. Anytime, I mean, you can think about several different things that have happened in uh, the world as far as style and stuff like that. I mean, there kind of was the, the obviously this tiki style craze, this kind of like, kind of obsession or, you know, just fascination with Polynesian, kind of pseudo Polynesian culture, kind of maybe made up elements of Polynesian culture. Then there was a time when people got fascinated with Egypt, you know, and everybody had the, you know, the Cleopatra kind of eyeliner and uh-huh. stuff like that. And then, uh, you know, a little later, like in the 70s and, and early, late 60s, when, uh, you know, the all the uh, uh, space stuff was going on, moon landing, rocket launches and stuff, there kind of was like a strange, like, really kind of... I don't, you know, just kind of an immature view of, of, of space science and kind of like 
things that came out and everything was a rocket ship or everything was, you know, something like that or, you know, a space costume or things like that. So it's kind of a really interesting how we got focused on those types of things and had that kind of types of things. I can't yeah. really name anything and, you know, like that that happens now, though, you know, like oh, where, I'm sure there must be. I the don't know. Just kind of focused on something. There must be. We're probably just too close to it. That's probably right. Yeah. Um, I think uh, I guess for me, I always just assume that the Tiki stuff was in the 1950s. Yeah, well, it sounded like it was almost a little bit before and a little after World War II. Before World War II, which was surprising, and definitely after. After Um, people who were there and started hearing more about Pacific Islands and kind of, you know, they had friends that went there. They had family that were there. I mean, you can get a good rum drink and get laid. That's maybe, (laughs) exactly. (laughs) That's what the soldiers are looking for, I think, mainly. I think um, there also was... uh, there was some other stuff too. You know, there was a lot of different restaurants and things that had opened around the time of this, and then sure. um, especially World War Two. Yeah, especially there after was everybody also got back, like people were looking for something. California World's Fair, nineteen thirty nine, um, celebr- mm-hmm. celebrated the for the first time its Polynesian culture in the United States. Um, so it really kind of brought some exposure to right. areas of the world that people hadn't thought of. Too right. bad. Too bad that it was done in such a kitschy way, yeah. but I think it was with affection, you know. I think so. I don't think it was trying to paint a bad light yeah. on Polynesian culture. But man, those places dusty. I'm not even kidding. They need um, to do some dusting inside. <laughs> well, because everything is bars. like rattan and fake flowers. <laughs> like <laughs> and fake birds, dust, tough to keep clean. It's like you need some kind of big filtration system on all the air that's in there. So funny. Hopefully, hopefully you're listening, tiki bars. Dust. Well, there's a, and you know, I think another thing is a lot of people think about it. It's like, well, we've gone to tiki bars and shared like, oh yeah, I'm sure after COVID this will not exist, no. but I'm sure like big bowls big of punch bowl with with, a, with with flaming stuff on top and yeah, a straw, like yeah, flaming rum and and mm-hmm. a straw. Absolutely. Um, I'm gonna guess that after this time, that'll probably probably won't be doing that. That'd be a very again. good idea. <laughs> it might be the yeah the way of the tiki, yeah, um, but yeah. I, I'm enjoying this drink a lot. Yeah, that one's really good. I, when we first made that to kind of like explore, I was we were both like, "Wow, that's really good." And you know, we knew we we've had it before. The uh, the uh, first one we made here. What was the name of that one again, babe? Jungle Bird. Jungle Bird. So we had the Jungle Bird before, Jungle Bird. and it was it. We said so that we we'll have to remember that one. Yeah, I like this one. I have a second one. I was gonna say now the second one's a little bit different. We're gonna move away from the rum, correct? Yeah, so everybody just thinks that rum is the is the hard alcohol um, that's only used in tiki, mm-hmm. but it's not true. So um, if you don't like rum, or if which I can't imagine not liking it, if, or if you, you didn't don't make that jungle rum. bird, or if you don't have any, don't have rum. Um, we have a gin based cocktail called mm-hmm. the Royal Hawaiian Cocktail, or whatever you want to call it. I've seen it named yeah, many things. Yeah, it's, it's it's got a lot of names. Yeah. Um, so we're going to, because I'm almost done with the other one, mm-hmm. um, we're going to go on and make this one. And where I got these recipes, essentially, is I had pineapple juice. So I just tried to find things with pineapple juice. And I'm a there you go. <laughs> so if you have, but that's good. If you have pineapples or pineapple juice, uh-huh. it's a good way to use it um, at the same time. Right. So we're, I think, again, we're going to start, there's going to be mixing glass, correct? It's going to be a mixing glass. Yep. Lice in there. And uh, we're going to do... Um, Two ounces of London dry gin. And we have the botanist. The botanist, yes. Yeah. So here we, this is going in. Two ounces in. Okay. And you're going to do uh, three quarters of an ounce of fresh lemon juice. 
Okay, I've got the lemon juice already squeezed. Great. Here's three quarters of an ounce going in. Perfect. There is also three quarters of an ounce of fresh pineapple juice. Here's that pineapple juice squeezed out of a couple pieces of pineapple. <laughs> Here it right, is. With your long That's hand as fresh squeezer. as it gets. All right, so is it, it's in there. And then um, on this, the original recipe um, said you can use orgot. I prefer falernum. So we have the Tippelman's flaner, flanerum. Flanerum. <laughs> it's a hard word to say for me. Flanerum. And it's a half an ounce of that. And yep. adding the falernum instead of the origat adds a little bit more of, it has a lot of spices a in it. A little baker spice to it, kind of almost like a baker spice. It has like baker and ginger and like, it just, mm-hmm. I just like it I more. Too. I like it more too. <laughs> it just adds a little bit more flavor to the drink. We sub it out. And actually the falernum is in a lot of different tikis. Yes. It's a, one of the things that... Um, I would almost say, like, if you were going to start a tiki bar in your home, if you really love tiki, that falernum, origat, and rum would be the three things you would for sure want to have in your house. So So is that all we need in there and we stir it? Yeah. Go ahead and give it a stir. And we're going to throw that in the rocks glass again on some ice. So, yeah, Shan said we got uh, another glass here with uh, cubes of ice. Well, you do that. Um, Pour that in there. Do a little piece of pineapple and maybe like, I have some maraschino cherries sitting around. I might throw one of those onto a skewer. Um, Yeah, it's your chance to dress something up here. Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Have fun dressing it up. If you have your little umbrellas or you're hanging off monkeys or any of that stuff, these are the drinks for it. Now's the time to pull them out. Yep. Somebody gave you all that stuff and you're just waiting for the drink to use it. This is the time. It, it has arrived. The you time can pour this in your pineapple. I don't. I don't care how you want to serve it, but we're serving it on the rocks right now. And this one, where the other one is more of a pinky red color, mm. this is kind of a uh, straw like a, color. Yeah, it's really light. Yeah, it basically looks like pineapple juice. Mm-hmm. So it looks like pineapple juice. Taste it. See what you think it tastes okay, like. Okay, I'm gonna. I'm gonna taste. Chance right to give it a shot, and we'll see what. See what she thinks about that. It's so good. It's like, yeah, it's super good. And Definitely, it really nice. the, these are two very different drinks from each other too, which I really, really enjoy. This one has a little bit of a sweeter quality, but because we use the falernum, I can taste the ginger a little bit more in this. And of course, the the gin itself is like pairing well with all those spices and with that kind of the definitely the lemon juice acid in there. Mm-hmm. Pairs well. Pairs, and the, pairs really good. And I think the acidity of the pineapple juice too. Yep. That's a yeah. good way it's to put good. It. It's really good. <laughs> I can always see on this one maybe putting a little like herbaceous thing mm, on it, good. like a that's thyme good. or some kind of a. It's it's yummy. Yeah, it's a good cocktail. Good. We made these in the this sun one, the other this day. This one is a little bit drier. I would say it probably mm-hmm. leans a little more dry, a little more acid than the other one, which is straight up sweet. But I think probably the sweet one would I would probably serve to uh, the folks who really don't know what. They want the maybe, jungle bird, you mean? Yeah, jungle mm-hmm. bird. So maybe a little, that one be kind of towards that crowd. And then uh, this one for kind of the more like somebody who's used to having cocktails and maybe doing some drier. The reason I picked cocktails. these two they're, they're recipes. They're great back to back. reason I picked these two recipes because they aren't cloyingly sweet to me. Um, that always turns me right. off a little bit. Um, you know, I think most people associate like pina coladas and. Uh, um, not good daiquiris, but like yeah. the really sugary 
right. blended daiquiri. Like a blended thing. A real daiquiri actually is a delicious drink. And we, yes. we one of our episodes that features, features... Oh, I like a real daiquiri a lot. The six-toed cat guy's daiquiri, right? <laughs> right? Yes. Hemingway? Hemingway. Is there a Hemingway's daiquiri or something? Yes. The Hemingway, I think it was called, yeah. I think. Um, a regular daiquiri. But, you know, I think most people associate tiki with, like, blended drinks, yeah. really sweet... A headache and a, a giant, headache in a glass. <laughs> headache three minutes after you finish, maybe even as during it, during your drinking it. Or with like blue Caraco or, but these yeah, are not yeah, any of those. Yeah. These, I was really specific about wanting to have a drink that I'd want to have often. Um, because if you're going to have the stuff around, you might as well have something you really like. And uh yeah, so I'm I'm really happy with these. So these are our first two tiki drinks uh-huh. that we've had on the episode, but um, there's so many, there's so many more, and um, there's obviously cocktail books that you can pick up. Um, the Trader Vic's. There's two. He came out with two cocktail books during the time. That, well, that's cool. Like one from the. Let me get this wrong because I don't have it open, but I'm gonna say that one was written in like the '60s or '70s. Um, Sounds right. And one from the 50s or, yeah, I think it was, there was two versions. Um, but like I said, they have the best names, really like a master of naming right. on these teachers. Like I said, that's half the battle because you're going to be looking through the book going, uh, how about this? Yep. I don't know. How about I... the face splitter? I'm going to have the face splitter. <laughs> Suffering bastard. I can't wait Suffering to do that. <laughs> so I, I was like, I went down a whole <laughs> rabbit hole. I was like, we're just going to do these. These are, that's a great name. That is a perfect well, Shannon, if people want to see, uh, get the recipes for the ones we made tonight and see some pictures, why don't we let them know where they can find that? Yeah, you can find it on our Instagram, which is Amateur Bartending 4, the number 4, Immature. And I'll have photos and recipes uploaded there. Yeah, or you, if you want to provide us any comments mm-hmm. on our episode or any ideas or uh, feedback, you can write us at our email, which is... AB4 AB IP, IP at yahoo.com. That's AB4 IP, the number four. That was me trying to figure out yeah. what I had. <laughs> I think you guys can figure out what it means. But uh, yeah, so we'd love to hear some comments. And uh, as always, that uh, our Instagram account has it's going to have pictures and recipes for everything you've heard in all of these episodes, plus many, many, many more. Feel free to scroll through there, pick something out to make maybe tonight. Maybe tomorrow night. Yep. Maybe right now. I try these two, and then try these two if you want something yeah, you a little bit different. You can have it on a rainy day, and it make you think about sunny, sunny seas. Yep. Or you can do it while you're on your Zoom call and throw your uh, beach background on. That's an excellent idea. I, we might do that tonight. That's a great idea. Um, you know, whatever it takes, whatever right. it takes to get us through. Absolutely. Well, <laughs> here, here's hoping that everybody's safe and wishing you happy travels, even though you're doing your traveling mainly from. Maybe the couch to the kitchen? That's right. Yeah, maybe. maybe. All right, Shannon, this has been a great episode. Cheers. Cheers.